Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. And today we're going to talk about the Fed. We now finally saw the Fed take action, and it was no big surprise. It was what they were saying they were going to do all along. I guess the controversy has really not been with the Fed itself because they've never changed their tune. They have been talking about a slow increase in interest rates since the beginning of the year. They said that they were going to start raising them in March, which they did. They said they were going to start raising rates by a quarter point at a time, which they did. And there never really was any doubt within the Fed itself that they were going to take that that pace. But you had a lot of commentators who were second-guessing and trying to figure out what the Fed's intent was. This is not the Fed of Alan Greenspan. This is not a Fed that likes to hide what it's thinking or what its intentions are. This is kind of a reflection of the Ben Bernanke, Janet Yellen, and Jerome Powell Fed, where you call your shots, you tell people what's happening, you don't want to take the markets by surprise, you don't want to do anything shocking, you don't want to make any more trouble than you have to. So they've been consistent, and they have been saying from the very start that most of what is causing inflation right now is transitory, and that is still the case. I mean, they have gotten a lot of flack for this because people are like, hey, it's not transitory, we've had inflation for months. And what they mean when they're saying transitory is not that it's short-lived. They're not claiming that inflation is going to be temporary. Transitory is not temporary. Transitory means that you're being driven by commodities. Commodity prices are always transitory, and people in the ASA have known this for years. I mean, you've watched every commodity you're dependent on. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up again, it goes down again. It looks like an EKG, so it's constantly moving. And that's what the Fed was referring to. They're basically saying, look, changing money supply access, which is what we can do, really has no bearing on commodity prices. They are going to be determined by supply which is the issue right now with oil or demand, uh, which has been the issue with some of the other commodities over the last year or so. So they're basically just reiterating that, look, we don't have any control over this. We can't set those prices. When they take action, what they're trying to do is, is siphon money out of the economy so that there is less money chasing those higher prices. I mean, when you think about it, it's a kind of a, a blunt instrument because all the Fed can do is make it harder to pay for inflated prices. And that essentially forces people to be a little less ambivalent about inflation. If you look at what happened last year, people kind of ignored inflation, even though they got to see it. They had money. They still had a lot of cash left over from the stimulus plans and so prices would go up and people would complain about it but they would still pay them because they had cash in reserve when there isn't any money and people don't have cash in reserve and prices go up they have no choice they can't pay it and the suppliers whether it's commodities or goods or services or anything else simply have to face the fact that their customers don't have any money so as much as they would like to raise prices, as much as they're being pushed to raise prices, 
you just run into a barrier. And it's like, well, you know, my costs are X and I'm going to raise the price of a gallon of gasoline to $15 or $20. Well, people won't pay it. They can't. And so they stop driving. So there's always that, that push that you can only go as far as, as the consumer is able to or willing to go. So when the Fed starts to change their interest rates, they are basically trying to force that decision. So they've started. They don't want to do it too fast. There's always the balance that, yeah, we want to take inflation out of the system, but we also don't want to crush the economy in the process. <clears throat> there are countries in the world that have been raising their rates a lot faster, a lot more aggressively. Brazil is kind of at the top of that list. Brazil has pushed its rates up past 11%. And you can see what damage that does to the economy. The Brazilian economy is now sinking into recession. There's no money <clears throat> to pay for anything. And so people are beginning to react in a very negative way. Does it control inflation? Absolutely. But it's a kind of a hard way to do it. We've been through that in previous decades, too. Many of you remember back to the 1980s, well, at least some of us do, and Alan Greenspan's was kind of in that in that same boat. Back in the 80s, it was, it was the decision on the part of Volcker, to Paul Volcker, to raise rates aggressively and push them up to very high levels in order to kill off very high inflation. What that got us was a recession for at least a year, and by some estimates, more than a year. So... As we look at what the Fed is likely to do from here, they haven't changed their tune. They continue to say, we're going to raise it by a quarter point. We're going to do it every maybe month um, just to see how things are going to go. We're probably going to push it to maybe three, three or four of these quarter point rates, which would end up pushing us to somewhere between 0.75 and 1.5%. Even the more pessimistic assessments are saying that by the end of the year, maybe rates are at 2 to 2.5%. Very, very low by historic standards, still higher than we've seen for probably the last 10 years. And if you can go back a few years, back to 2008, that's when the Fed originally jammed the rates very low. That's when they took them down to zero, and they've been staying at that level for a number of years. If you go back to that decision back in 2008, it was an 11 to 1 vote, and the 11 to 1 vote included a dissenter, and that was Tom Honig from the Kansas City Fed. Tom never did change his tune when it came to inflation. He really thought that those rates were too low. His successor has been Esther George, who has taken up the same opinion. And Esther George is currently one of those who is making decisions about rates. She's one of the most hawkish members of the Fed. She's a regional Fed president from Kansas City. She is joined by the other major hawk in the system, and that's Loretta Mester from the Cleveland Fed. So the one thing to watch, and I've talked about this before, is just their opinions. You can faithfully read the Fed minutes, which I know you do. I mean, you can hardly wait for them to come out. I know the anticipation. You're just on pins and needles. But if you really want to know what's kind of going on in the heads of the Fed, that's a good thing to scan. And it would be very interesting to read the Fed minutes from this last meeting. 
because this is going to be where Esther George and Loretta Mester and maybe even Jim Bullard from the St. Louis Fed start to explain why they think rates should be even higher than they are. So for the time being, we're on track the way the Fed has been saying all along. I don't anticipate a more aggressive approach, at least until summer. I think they're going to look at what they've done the last two or three months and see if that's had an impact. If it hasn't, then they're going to be in a more of a mood to raise rates higher. But if they do see a reaction, then they'll think they're on the right track. So there you go. A lot more about interest rates and the Fed and all that stuff than you ever wanted to know. And next week we're doing the webinar, so we'll try to catch up with all the bizarre stuff that's going on in the world today. Oil and supply chain and yet another version of the cursed COVID. One of these days we're not going to be able to talk about this, but apparently it's not yet that time. So we'll bring that up and anything else that seems pertinent. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.